Ladies and gentlemen, a very good evening and a warm welcome to the Red and Blue Review. My name is Nick Philpot. I'm your host for the next hour or so. And joining me tonight, I've got a whole plethora of uh, co-hosts, presenters joining me, and also some blasts from the past as well. We kick off with my old wingman. How are you, Joe? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Thank you for the was. Uh, See, shouldn't have come back, should I? No, we, mate, we missed you. Happy New Year to you, bud. Uh, yeah, and to you, to everyone else. Tim, welcome again, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I forgot to put the black armband on, but uh, yeah, doing good. Good. Uh, Teresa Baker, we haven't seen you for a while. Where you been? Working. Someone's got to keep these A&Es going, you know, allegedly. Good girl. Good girl. Uh, and he's back, ladies and gentlemen. People have been asking me in the chats, where is Ian Lyons? We've missed him so much. Well, you lot might have done. I haven't. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Lizzie. How are you, mate? Welcome, welcome. Well, thank you for having me back for a start. And uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, apart from, obviously, the, the content of tonight's show. But, yeah, all good. Yeah, so we'll come on to that. Uh, so come, coming up with tonight's show. So we wanted a cup run. We're out the Carabao Cup. Now we're out the FA Cup, probably Wilf's last chance in a Palace shirt for any silverware. Who can blame him for wanting to do the off, eh? Who can blame him? Ambition at the beginning of the season was going to be top half, okay? Then we get stuffed by Fulham and Spurs at home. Who's to blame, ladies and gentlemen? Is it the manager? Is it the players? Is it the board? We're going to spend the next hour discussing that. We will touch on the two games, the Southampton Cup game and the Spurs fixture as well, but we are going to pick the bones and this is your opportunity, everybody out in Facebook land, give us your views. I can see you all going through saying hello to everybody, including Clark Samuels, who I'm just coming on to now. Okay, but um, give us your full views in the chat. Let us in detail and we will read or more importantly, Tim will read the best ones out this evening. Um, but before any of that, don't forget to follow us on all of our socials, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. And most importantly of all, if those of you youngsters out there that have got that thing on screen called Instagram, I haven't got a clue. Our Instagram account is run by Tom Clark Samuel, who works tirelessly in the background. Please like, share, or do whatever it is you do with it, okay? But also, he puts a lot of contact content on there every week, and I'll be ever so grateful if you would like anything that he puts up and share it or whatever you do. Like, share, follow, whatever it is you do. Get involved, please. Every single comment that we see, Tim will be reading out in the chat this evening. So where are we going to start, people? It's been a tough, tough... Well... I think uh, I think it goes back to November, really. Um, even before the World Cup break, uh, what we had one win then, and that was the Bournemouth game. Uh, it's tough, Joe. I'm going to. I'll just like you to summarise what your views are on the performances, not the individual results, just the performance levels over the last few weeks, mate. Um. Well, I mean, we were we were standing there for the for the Fulham game and um, discussing stats, and we were bottom of 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 the of the Premier League in in almost everything. Um, 
I mean, we we get shut down, you know, as in as in yesterday, our forward, you know, the other people's forwards shut our players down, make us hurry, make us crap ourselves when we got the ball. We don't seem to do that. We seem to have a little bit of a jog about. Might have the odd sprint. Don't do anything. Don't shut the players down. Don't shut the spaces down. We are literally doing next to nothing. And to be honest with you, this next to nothing attitude or this this lackadaisical, because that's what it looks like. It looks lackadaisical, lazy. Um, and we're getting exactly what we deserve. And that is absolutely bugger all. Apart from an hiding, that's what we're getting. Um, so, yeah, it, it's um, it's disturbing. It's really disturbing because I know that a mate of mine, Roy, watches this and he watches it religiously and he, he turned around and said that he thought there was something toxic behind the scenes. And um, I, I'm almost inclined to agree with him now. Something toxic, says Joe Holyoke. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go into that a little bit deeper later on in the show. Tim, those in a second, ladies and gentlemen, for those this evening, and I mean late this evening at ten to six, Crystal Palace have uh, sent out a statement, and the statement reads as follows: reference the Man United rearranged fixture. The Premier League have confirmed that the new date for Crystal Palace's home game with Manchester United. Originally, the postponed as a mark of respect following the passing of Her Majesty the Queen uh, in September. The match will now take place on Wednesday, the 18th of January. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Wednesday week. No, next Wednesday. Okay, so you haven't got much time. You haven't got much time. The kickoff is at Sellers Park and will be a 20, uh, 8 o'clock kickoff. While the league endeavours to give as much notice as possible for rescheduling the unique circumstances around this fixture has meant that this was not possible. Tickets purchased for the postponed match will be eligible for that date. And if you cannot attend, uh, please contact the box office and they're obviously put or resell your ticket. So very short notice. It's Wednesday week, which is Wednesday the 18th of January at 8 o'clock. And I'm working. As things stand at the moment, I'm working. Okay, uh, Tim, over to you. Say some hellos, mate. Yeah, so it's as you can imagine, the chat's flying through at the moment uh, with various comments. Um, but we've got uh, Renshaw, hi Renshaw, Lee, Chloe, hello Chloe, Facebook user Nathan, Dawn, uh, Paul, uh, John, Dawn again, uh, Jordan, John Knox, Gary Fisher, hi Tom, Tom Clark Samuel, Steve, um, Tony Nichols, uh, yeah, the usual, the usual gang really. Ian, I'm going to come to you in a second, if you don't mind. We're going to start talking about the Spurs game. But just before we do that, uh, I want to talk about how all the other teams did in and around Sellers Park this weekend. Uh, the under-18s played away at table-topping West Ham. We were absolutely ripping it up. Uh, and they were soundly beaten 4-0. Um, they conceded in the 7th, 13th, 27th and 84th minute. The next up for our under-18s is... Saturday, the 14th of January, 3 o'clock at Motspur Park. The under-21s, they played away at the Brighton, at the Amex Elite Performance Centre, whatever that means. And Palace beat Brighton 4-2, as you can see on the screen. Uh, but Brighton did have their keeper sent off after 12 minutes. It's a shame. Next up for the under-21s is on Friday, the 13th of January, uh, Champions Hill kickoff, uh, 1 o'clock in the Premier League. And don't forget, you can watch all of these on the... Uh, 
Palace, uh, Palace TV Plus. And how did the ladies get on today? Well, the ladies beat Watford 5-1 today at home in Hayes Lane uh, in the Women's FA Cup this afternoon. They will play Durham away in the next round. Good news for Mr. Croucher, who's in the background, and the rest of the North East Exiles. So uh, next up for the women away is Charlton Athletic okay, on Wednesday, the 11th of January, half past seven in the evening at the uh, Oakwood in the WSL FA Cup. So that's the other teams. Ian, Tottenham at home. Okay, um, we didn't see, I don't think anybody in the stadium saw what happened in a very short, I think it is, in space of 20 minutes. Give us your overview on that on that game, please. Um, well, I mean, I'd like to echo exactly what Joel said about Fulham. And, and I think it's, you know, what he was saying is pretty much what I, uh, I said on, on the chats as well. Um, and I think a lot of that was carried over, uh, even though we, we beat a poor poor Bournemouth, a lot of it was carried over into the Spurs game. Um, I think it was a game uh, of two average sides playing one another. And of course, you know, Spurs come into that 10 games on the run, conceding the first goal. The, you know, you always know if there's any team out there going through a bad run, they only need to come to us for it to, to sort it out. Um, yeah, we should, we should have, and I'm, uh, you know, this is the only time, well, probably the only time I say it tonight, Teresa, but you should have scored. Um, he was straight in front of goal. Could have passed it, but it was a tame, tame shot. Um, that aside, you know, we we were slow for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Spurs looked really edgy for that first part of that first half, to be fair. Um, and we grew into the game. But as Joel said, we seem to have this lackadaisical approach. There is no urgency. Fulham closed us down like beasts. Um, Bournemouth didn't. Tottenham didn't, and we just seem to be lazily thinking. It's almost as if they're playing a training game. As I particularly, you know, some of the bought the passes he makes square, um, and then for someone a midfielder to run on and pinch is uh, quite frightening at times. And none of them seem to be under any sort of pressure for their places. And I think a lot of that's down to the squad that we've got at the minute. Um, so obviously nil nil uh, at half time, and we were probably fortunate not to have gone in front. Um, and then we were just sucker punched soon after the, the in the second half. Uh, Ward was left missing, and as soon as it, you saw Kane rising above his uh, above his shoulders, you knew that was in the back of the net. And I have to say, their second goal was a superb goal. It was a great pass by Gill Hill. Um, into Kane and you know as we were discussing before we went on that is the difference between the two sides we had more chances on target in that game Lloris pulled off more saves than Vincent Gaeta did but we're not sticking them in the net none of them got any potency any accuracy um, and when it comes to con you know conceding shots on target every you know eight out of ten seem to be hitting the back of the net in a minute and it's really frustrating. Um, you know, I will probably come on to it later as to why why we think it may be and what the issues are with the squad. But uh, that seems to have followed in, um, uh, followed us for uh, uh, the past few games. And I'm pleased it happened, to be fair. I'm pleased we got dropped 4-0 as opposed to losing three, four games on the trot 1-0 and people thinking, oh, it'll come right, it'll come right, we're in these games. No, we're not. We're, we're, you know, we're flattering to deceive at the minute and someone needs to pull their finger out. 
Jill? Uh, what amazes me is, um, is that we played Fulham without a legit centre-forward. And we started against Spurs and we were 3-0 down before we got a centre-forward on. Right? Which is which is scandalous, and I don't get the thinking of our of our staff there, quite literally. And and again, I know it's it's only Southampton, but if you fast forward to the cup game, and Edward gets one chance and scores, and you're like, and, and it was against a decent side. You know, Southampton put a decent side out. We put our supposedly best side out, only because I think he's just gone out there and said, "Sort it out. You're crap at the moment. Sort it out and try and play yourself into a bit of form." Um, I, I don't understand. I mean, you can go on here say about why Mateta wasn't involved. He wasn't even in the squad um, a couple of games ago, and and then you can. You, I, I don't know why Edward. You know, at the beginning of the season, he was matching Will goal for goal. I I, I I literally don't get it. That guy, he picks the ball up, and his his first instinct is to turn around and run towards the goal. Everyone else, apart from Wilf, wants to pass the ball sideways, go backwards, pass the ball sideways. There is, there is, I think there's something fundamentally wrong with the way that we are, that, that, that we're playing. And, you know, expecting, expecting, I hope we can cover the midfield in a minute. I won't rant about the midfield yet, but I hope we can cover that off. We certainly can, and we're going to be doing, I mean, guys, I'm also reading your comments. Uh, in the chat, and one of them came through a minute ago about uh, playing players in the wrong position, a la Joel Ward. Ian, carry on, mate, because you wanted to make the point. Yeah, no, I just wholeheartedly agree with Joel. I mean, every time we're on the show together, we seem to be, you know, uh, saying the same things and coming from the same uh, the same place. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand. I've always liked Edouard. I, I think Edouard, okay, you know, he's not been on form in hit hit any sort of regular form since he's been in but he's not really had a regular run in the side since he's been with us um what i like about him is he always he's got very good control if we can get him the ball in the right places this is the problem with our team and we've had it we've said it for years on here is that it's the service we can have you know the best forward in the world we can have harry kane up front it's probably a bit different because he'll make his own chances um, but if we got we're playing with a striker, a recognised striker up front, we've got to hit them from the wing, and we are not doing it. We've got two wingers that like to bring and drive the ball in themselves rather than set people up. The only person you could probably say would like to like to throw across in is Elisi, but that's when he can be you know be bothered to to run the ball down and uh, when they've got possession because otherwise he's just standing around waiting for the ball to be given to him. Lacks the glaze goal again, turned it over, and then you know, won't do much about getting it back. Okay, well, um, Tim, I'm coming to you next. Ian, I'm going to come back on to you, what you were saying in a second about uh, Elise and being lazy and when he can be bothered. Theresa, tell me, talk me through your thoughts on the dodgy photographs Jordan Ayew has got of Patrick Vieira because Patrick Vieira plays him week in, week out at the expense of what those guys have just been talking about. Uh, playing a, a proper recognised striker, bearing in mind he scored one goal in 93 games or whatever it is. Oh, I completely, I, you know, I I have always been a supporter of Jordan Ayo just because his work, work ethic, he works hard on the pitch. That's why Jordan, that's why Vieira puts him on there. I didn't say he was a striker. I don't believe that he should play as a striker. I never said that. But what I've always supported him for is his work ethic. 
And when he's on that pitch, he runs and runs and runs. And he does work hard. Thank you, John CPFC, for agreeing with me. And I don't think any of you can dispute that. No, no, no. I don't think anybody is. What we need is what we what we need is a goal scorer. In fact, to underline your point, Teresa, Joe and I were standing. It was the Fulham game, wasn't it? And I made. I actually gave him a dig in the ribs. Well, I say ribs, but I never found his ribs. Obviously, um, I gave him a dig, and I actually said to him, "I actually said to him, uh, who's the one working hardest at the moment?" And he was at that time, Jordan Ayew. And you're quite right. Joel, and then I'm coming to you, Tim. He had a great 20 minutes. That, but that's it. He had the first 20 minutes where he terrorised them and then went, what am I doing? I'm playing really, really well. And then that was it. He just literally capitulated like the rest of them. Walks around. We, we turned around and stood there, Nick, and we was going, look at him. He's not even... Even if he marks space, I'm not going to single out Jordan Ayew. I'm not going to single him out. I've got a couple of things about him. You know, look, stack for stack. If you want to play him up, he, he scores one in every 50 chances. One in 50. Ben Teke was crap, and he was better than that. And they're putting him up front. Honestly, they're, they're, I think what they're doing, in, I, I can't understand why they're playing him up front. I, I can't, I, I don't get it. He cannot be the best footballer, the best striker. He can't be the best striker if he went down to the under-21s. I, don't, I just don't get why, why Patrick and, and Ocean are, 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 are playing him like that. I'm not going to bash. I'm not going to bash Ayu because I think there's two, three, four players before him that need to have an absolute kick in the arse. Much more than him because, like you say, he does chase about. He does. He, he, he has effort. But we have got four players at the moment. And the most important thing tonight is this is not going to be an IU bash. Tim, you want no, to No, it's not. No, it's not. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's about time we took our rose-tinted glasses off as Palace fans. Because I think if you're going to start a squad, start with your keeper. I'm sorry, but Guaita shouldn't be the number one. He's made too many mistakes. Butler's younger. He's not, he's not proactive enough. He's not commanding enough. I certainly don't have an awful lot of confidence in him. Then you look at the defence. Now, I love Klein and I love Ward. I've been some of their biggest supporters. But I'm sick and tired of seeing them, when the keeper has the ball, neither of them making any effort to go forward to bring the team up. They just sit there, so the ball goes backwards and forwards. So there you've got problems. The midfield are practically non-existent. I feel so sorry for Decore. Boys and lady, we're doing the squad here and we're still reviewing the Spurs game. You're, you're stealing all my thunder for later on. Leave Vigil right. alone. Leave IU alone. We're doing that later on. So Harry yeah. Kane scored two of Tottenham's four second-half goals after they eventually cruised to a Premier League win over Crystal Palace. Kane's towering close-range header over Perisic's cross was the first time Spurs had led one end of the game since October the 15th. Ian's point exactly. If you needed something... Come to sell us, we'll give it to you free of charge. They they conceded the first goal in all 10 games in between. He then drilled in the low second into the bottom corner uh, from a Ryan Greal's pass. The England captain has now scored 264 goals for Spurs, only two behind Jimmy Green. Oh, do you know what? 
I'm so frustrated. Yeah, you know, Joe, you go, mate, because I can't be bothered to read any more of this stuff out. There's just, so just it, it, if you want a stat, it was a great one that they gave out on the celly. The last 14 London derbies, Spurs haven't won a game. Oh, really? Haven't won. It's the first one, the 15th one, 15th London derby. So, like you oh. say, if you, if, you, if you haven't won a game, if you, again, yesterday, if you're playing crap, come to Celeste. Seriously. It's, 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 shocking, it's the shocking. only thing we're good at at the minute. It really is the only thing we're good at at the minute. And, you know, I, I saw another stat saying it's we haven't won a Wednesday night game since 90, the 90s or something. And I just thought, I know you won't get many of them, but nevertheless, and you just think, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know I was surprised they said 1990s. I thought well, they meant 1890s. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it is just ludicrous. But, you know, I suppose, look, I suppose we need to move on now to the next the next uh, item on the agenda, Nick. But, yeah, in know, a minute, I'm just going to finish off. Okay, we're going to do... We're going to do... Um, the Southampton game next. But before we do that, before we move on, I just want to... This is going to be relevant for later in the show. Uh, this is Patrick Vieira's reaction uh, at the end of this Spurs game. Palace, whose boss, Patrick Vieira, Vieira called for more consistency before the game. Uh, and he should have let it break. Larice denied IU. Joachim Anderson smashed a shot uh, wide from long range. And Michael Elise had one shot deflected wide. They had seven efforts in a row between Kane's efforts on the 24th and 44th minute. Palace, who have actually dropped to 12th, actually had more chances in the second half. But uh, first, again, the frustration thing here is the manager's response. All he talks about is we need to find consistency. Well, hang on a minute, okay? And we're going to do the manager in great detail shortly, folks, okay? The consistency has to start at his office door. It has to start, He's, in my opinion. You know, I, I'm sitting here asking you questions, you lot, but my opinion is it's got to start with Vieira, okay? Is he out of his depth? We're coming on to it later in the show. What do you think out of the chat, Facebook, man? There's millions of comments in there, okay? It's probably as busy in there as I've seen for ages. Mark, I can see yours. yours. Paul, I can see yours. Chloe, I can see yours as well. We will come to them later on. Um, I'll tell you what, Theresa, very briefly, if you like, take care of the Southampton game, and then we're going to get into the, the meat and drink of the actual show itself. Okay, so we all went in Optimus yesterday, thinking, oh, we could have another good cup run, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. And I got the I had uh, to review this game, which meant I had to watch it again. Yay. Anyway, um, first half, um, we had five shots on target on the first half. Um, within five minutes, Zaha shot a goal and following a beautiful pass from Hughes, unfortunately, he didn't convert. Then we had a what could be considered a big penalty shout considering there was VAR in the stadium, but that was discounted. Um, and in about 13 minutes in, Edward scored. Um, a lovely goal following a beautiful pass from Zaha. He threaded it through to Edward. He slotted it in the back of the net. Um, we had three more chances in that half. Bayou hit the bar. Um, Decore and Zaha missed chances. And then, of course, there's that freak Southampton goal by that freak. I can't stand him, Ward Prowse. 
a completely irrational dislike for that guy. Now, with that graphic that you can see, everyone said, oh, Guy, you should have saved it. But I was in um, Lower Homesdale and I watched it and it bounced. And literally there was a gust of wind that took it into that corner. He didn't plan that goal. The ball bounced and it bounced over Gaeta. And that was my take on that goal. Anyway, uh, second half, um, we came out, uh, we actually made subs, didn't we? Early in, early ish in the second half, and after about 20 minutes, double subs, Luca and Mateta came on for Decore and Edward. And then, of course, about six minutes later, we had that dreadful goalkeeping error by Vincente Gaeta, who is way out of the box. What was he doing out there? Being casual. Um, thought he had time to get a pass off and didn't realise Southampton, whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, came running onto him and stole the ball. Happy Christmas. Happy belated Christmas present. And then um, we had another substitution in seven. Schlupp and Eze came on and Hughes and Ward went off. And the only other thing of importance in that half was um, in about the 80th minute, there was a really good appeal, a really good um, shout for a Wolf penalty where he was bundled over in the box. But thanks to Darren Bond, our lovely referee for the evening, that wasn't given either and VAR didn't even look at it. Joe. Um, yeah, I, I, obviously, I think Theresa was was doing that, but I made I made a few notes as well. Um, and obviously, you know, mine are, she's gone and done it properly, and mine were just completely full of sarcasm. But um, <laughs> I just put at least so, so the Edward goal, Anderson literally punted it to Wilf. Great bit of control, but he lost it, and then as he's falling over. Tunted it again, straight at Edward, smashed it at Edward, and the pace of it, it I mean, it, the, the control was unbelievable. And then just to run through and bang, smash it left footed under the goalkeeper, fantastic. Look, it, it's exactly what a, what what a forward should do, you know, like a proper forward's going to do that. Um, and then Elise, a little bit of good work with Elise and Wilf out on the left hand side. Elise crosses into the penalty area, and Ayu clears the danger via the crossword uh, by, by the crossbar. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how he missed that. I, I really don't know. But anyway, like I say, it's not there. Um, and so the, the, the first Southampton goal, people can watch this after. And I have literally, I must have watched this about 30 times today. If you watch Ward, he gets a shout because he's about to go and then literally turtles, pulls his head down. Watch it. Yep. And then when he's picking the ball out the net, he's standing there going like that. What the fuck? What's going on? He got I'm telling you now, he got a call. Guaita, this is the other thing about Guaita. He's six foot two, whatever he is. When he stands up in the air, when he stands with his hands up in the air, he's eight foot. If he comes out for anything, he can legit, as long as he doesn't do a woolly shoemaker, he can legit smash any player on that field, drop the ball, get a free kick. He bowled it against Kane. He bowled it that yesterday. And then he absolutely messed up for the second goal. Sam Johnson must be going, like, I've got to be playing next week. He's dog shit. And if he doesn't, then, then, then it, it's like, you can't just keep giving players 
look, we're out of the cup. We need the money. We, 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 we're going to be struggling, I think, in the next three, four weeks after this run of games. Um, we, we, we always turn around and say, we should beat Bournemouth. We should beat Fulham. We should beat this team. We should beat that team. We, have, we, we haven't earned the right this year to beat anybody. And we were, I thought we were not lucky, but we did play the game against, against Bournemouth. But against, against uh, Fulham, well, we, you know, we stood there and we just, we just watched an ex-Arsenal and Chelsea player bring the William just, just rinse us. No, I mean, it made us made made us look stupid. And playing players out of position, um, you know, putting Wardy on the left hand side. I feel so, I feel genuinely feel sorry for him because he's taking masses of flack. Um, but uh, uh, it, it's just it is so so frustrating. And, and like I said, against against Fulham and against Spurs, to literally not start those games. At home and try and chase those. We've sent, we've sent, we've sent the forwards. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. And uh, we're just trying to make some easy dough and get sacks and then and then see how it's free. You know, we've got to give him money for another three years or whatever. I, I, I just found just absolutely. And, and you saw a classic example. Sorry, let me just rent one little bit more. One little bit. So, so I've been saying, our players, we don't shut down any other players. Adam Armstrong shut down Guaita. If you watch him, he made thirty yards in just a few seconds. Shutting down. What happens? Shit, rubbish first touch. Shit himself. Got robbed. And then he literally walked the ball in the, in the net. It's, well, I'm going to disagree with you there, Joe. It's rubbish. I'm going to disagree with you there, Mateta. Harasses goalkeepers. He did it in the second half yesterday. Was running at their goalkeeper. Was sliced it out for throw-ins. Did that a couple of times. But also, but what I'm saying is that's at the end, no trigger. Wait, wait. The point I was going to make before you interrupted with your little rant was what I wanted to know was why why was none of our academy players on the bench, which is what happened last season. Where are our young boys? Why isn't Malcolm Abouye? Kimani Golden was on the bench. Kimani Golden was on the bench. Well, one. Where's Abouye? We've no chance of playing, though, is he? I mean, let's be honest. Why are we not playing these guys? Hang on, one at a time. Ian, you go next, mate. Right, sorry, yeah. That's a perfectly great, a good point, both of you, actually. Um, You know, and I think Jordan Ayew, for uh, for all his... lack of quality in front of goal you cannot do you he'll be one of the first names on my team sheet solely because of the effort he puts in and he will be one of those ones and he has been in the fulham game in the tottenham game the only one getting tackled in a lot of the time and shutting stuff down but moving on to you know the subs and the players i think it's about are we playing right formation for a start okay he is so hung up on playing Ayu, Wilf, Eze and Elise, right, player players, that the, the formation and the, the team cannot sustain it. Paul Decore, now I don't think he's had a roaring start to his career, um, but against Fulham and against Tottenham, he was probably our best player for a, for a start, certainly when he carried the ball. The one player that we miss is Gallagher. Right. He would have hassled him and Decore in that midfield. You could sustain that four. There was but chemistry, the... wasn't there? Yeah. Between Gallagher, uh, Elise, Eze, there was chemistry. 
Yeah, but the thing is, is when you've got flair players, you have to, the rest of the team have to do the dirty work for them. And the rest of our team ain't doing the dirty work for them because they, but, but, but four players out of an outfield 10 is 40% of the side doing bugger all. Um, and again, you've got to question Vieira. This is where I, I would agree with Tim is that it's a different scenario than we've got, we had with Hodgson. Okay. We do play better football, uh, you know, in large parts than we ever did under, with a Hodgson side. And Hodgson never made substitutions. But, but Vieira does. But I would question why he's putting the same tired old players on. I mean, against Fulham, it was a great chance to bring Evioe on for 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the end. But no, it's, it's, he, bought, he bought on Hughes, he bought on Riederveld and Luca. What maybe more? it's to showcase to get a better price. Sorry? Maybe it's to showcase Luca and Riederveld so we can get a better price for them. Well, you can't get better than zero, can you? Well, you can get better than zero, but you're not going to get better than zero. Let's put it, let's be honest. There's a lot of dead wood in that squad. Um, and that's why I go back to the Tottenham game. Are we talking I'm about pleased. Wilf later as well? Right. I'm pleased that the 4-0 result has probably brought it to the surface rather than a number of 1-0, you know, goal losses. Because things need to change. We need to bring some new blood in. Uh, Joel, very quickly, and then I'm going to bring Tim in. Yeah, just quickly. Sorry, I, I, I said to you, I said probably two years ago, the, the player that we would miss and we would only appreciate him when he's gone, right, is MacArthur. MacArthur is the only person in that, for, for 10 years, who has literally marshaled that midfield. He's box to box, kicking people, harassing people, runs his bits off. And I reckon at 33 years old, he would still, but that's what he needs. The core is not, he, he's not Premier, he's not Jimmy Max standard at the moment. It's such a shame that his career is probably finished for injuries. He's a good player, but he needs the core. needs help. He just needs help, and he ain't getting it. That's why he's getting overrun. On that note, Joe, one of my mates bumped into MacArthur yesterday after the match, and he said to him, "What's going on? We need a leader in the midfield." And MacArthur said, "Yeah, I know." But there's no one. There's no one there. Barking at anybody, no one at all. And Maka used to do that. He used to scream and shout at everybody. And and you said it earlier, Ian, about the balls being intercepted. Jimmy Mack bangs the ball at you. He made our players better at controlling the ball because if he passed it to you, he made you work to control it. He made them better players. And now I think we're I think we're regressing when it comes to control. You look at the times that we lose the ball. Our first touch is. 99% of the time, dreadful. And okay. like I said, there's something toxic where people just don't look don't look like they're... Sorry, Nick, go on, mate. About 10 minutes ago, Tim, I was going to come to you, OK? And, Sorry, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Tim, your views. Let's, let's hear your views on anything that the guys have just been speaking about. Well, first of all, um, I think we all should realise that the academy has got nothing to do with supplying team... Uh, players to the first team, it's purely money-making for the club because we don't get big enough gates to get enough money into into the club. So the academy don't expect players to come through because it's, it's painfully not happening. Uh, we don't have a leader on the pitch, as has already been said. And I'm sorry, all these flair players are great. But as far as I'm concerned, Elise and Ezzy, to a certain extent, they're lazy. I mean, he has like... One good pass a game, every other game he might do something for a minute, Alise. 
but everyone bangs on about him. It's not enough. I'm sorry. It's, and and it's, our strikers, uh, this is another on. thing. Hold your, keep your powder dry tea because I'm coming to that now. I'm going to just finish up on the FA Cup. So Palace missed out on their opportunity to enter the fourth round of the FA Cup. And what worries me now, and we're coming on to it, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens next. Because uh, our next run of fixtures ain't pretty. We are now down in 12th place, okay? And it's a very cold team in the middle of that table. Uh, and you'll see that we are at Stamford Bridge on Sunday, 15th of January at 2 o'clock. See you there if you're going to be there. Don't forget, I've also alluded to the fact that they're just sandwiched in the home game against Man United on the Wednesday, the 18th of January. That's just four days later. Then there's a little matter of on the Saturday, the 21st, at home to Newcastle. Then a few days later, a week later, we're away at Old Trafford in a return game against Man United. Then with Palace Brighton on the 11th of February, uh, subject to the TV, of course, and then Brentford. So all these teams are above us in the league. And we've got to play them, Man United, in the case of Man United, twice. And we've got to play all the rest of them as well. Um, I am distinctly concerned about where we are heading. And I think it was Joe alluded to it a couple of minutes ago, uh, where we're going to be going in the next six weeks and how we're going to be looking. Are we looking over our shoulder? Are we facing a relegation battle? Uh, are we in trouble here? Now, you've all tried to get it in at some point during the course of the evening so far. Uh, it's 20 to 9 already. Okay, now we're going to talk about what the issues are. Okay, let's start with your midfield, ladies and gents. Okay, uh, your decore. Poor old decore. He has he lost uh, Kowate and Maka, so two thirds of our regular starting midfield are not available. Okay, they lost Gallagher, so that's three out of the four of them have gone uh, for whatever reason over the last few months. Okay, and they didn't replace him. Who's responsible for the fact that they didn't replace him? Is that the manager? Is that the board? Uh, I think we know that's a board issue. They didn't bring anybody in. So Decore's come in and he's been completely exposed. Okay. You can't have two players, as in Eze and Elise, with nobody else holding with Decore. Okay. Decore can't do it all on his own. Sometimes he's looking as though he's actually trying to do the job of two players. Well, he is. Well, he is. We haven't got anybody holding like uh, Kawase used to do. As far as the front players are concerned, you know, where's Will's best position? Where's Ayu's best position? Where are what about this players playing um Joel Ward on the wrong side? Okay, and Klein on one side and Wardy on the other side. You know, even Gay has been a little bit disappointed, and now we can talk about the goalkeeper as well. And you're quite right, every every point he's made, there's nothing wrong. But he, you know, Schlupp is no holding midfield, as Mark has just pointed out beautifully and eloquently in the chat. Mark uh Schlupp is no holding midfield player. He's no, he's not a patch on Kowase. He's not a patch going forward on Gallagher. Okay, this is the responsibility we had two transfer windows ago. A great transfer window. Okay, we brought in some quality, quality players. It was let down in the last transfer window. He never, you know, Vieira, and I said it on last week's show, and I got shunned on last week's show. For those of you that weren't on it last week and you didn't see the show, I actually made a point by saying. I'm concerned that if we don't back the manager in this window, if he's the right manager, by the way, if we don't back the manager in this window, okay, potentially Vieira could walk. 
Or with that run of fixtures, I'm coming to you now, T, with that run of fixtures that I've just read out to you over the next six weeks, he might not even have a fucking choice. If we lose every... Where are we going to get the next point from? I don't know, okay? If we, if we lose all six of those, okay? If we lose all six of those, and I'm talking about we've just lost the last two, apart from the Bournemouth game, of course, if we lose the next six, will the, will the, uh, the uh, board make a decision? Teresa, I'll shut up. <laughs> Makes a change, doesn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, John Texter, what's he done for us? We were so excited when he came in, weren't we? He just bought Botafogo and everything looks rosy. And we've got Harrison Blitzer that have done nothing. And I think this is a board level. And the other thing is, should we be playing Wolf or should we bench him? Or sell him? Yeah, I think so. Because during the Southampton game, he had time enough to give it back to the people, in, like home fans in the Arthur that were giving it to him. That were winding him up. I mean, John's just said in the uh, in the chat that he's uh, put in 85 million. And obviously, that, don't forget, that's to finish off the funding of the academy, of course. Right, OK. And the other point, just to let you know, is and I've got a question from Andrew Adams. And thank you for your questions again this week, Andrew. He said, um, what was the reasoning for letting Butland go on and to only warn the bench at Man United? OK. Absolutely. Um, Contracts. We've got a bit of deja vu here. Definitely a deja vu coming here because we had this conversation two years ago with the squad that was actually running out of contract. Well, we've got it again right now. Pin your ears back. Here we go. Obviously, the Wilfred Zaha scenario that's not going to be resolved until we a, sell him in this window and get something for him, or b he lets his contract run down in June and off he goes. Okay, so that's going to happen. Also contract up this year, okay? This is why it's absolutely imperative that we get this right now. Jeffrey Schlock, some of you may say, no loss. Aging Nathaniel Klein, Luka Milivojevic, aging Joel Ward, uh, Nathan Ferguson, you know, he's a player that used to play at the Palace, apparently, uh, James Tompkins and James MacArthur. Uh, all of those are post-30 years old, apart from Ferguson, of course, who will never see Mine's only 30. Yeah, 30 and over. Um, so, we, I mean, it's wholesale changes. It's wholesale changes. Joe, you wanted to make a point? No. No, I don't want to make a point. <laughs> he was just saying, I'm, gone, I'm, gone. I, I want, I, I, well, I do, I want to make a point on, um, because we were talking about the era. And I just want to, you know, I just want to read or paraphrase a, a soundbite after yesterday's uh, loss. And he said, maturity is important. Experience is important. The work we are doing every day is important. And me, the manager, and the staff are being more demanding of the players. If we keep demanding on the players week after week, they will be where we want them to be. And then I just put underneath in the championship. Um, because that's where we deserve to be at the moment. We are, there's, like I say, something wrong. Um, and he also said that our mindset has to be better. Now, I don't buy that. These are people that are earning millions of pounds. You know, they earn multi-millions throughout a career. 
they should be more professional. And also within the club, we we definitely have we must have more than one shrink in case two or three players turn up one day. Say again. Have you got the rest of that mindset quote? Because it's important. Uh, well, no, we just, I, I haven't. It's at the beginning. It's at the very beginning of of, of that very small soundbite that he gave yesterday. Um, but you can all read it. It's all on the Palace website. He, you actually, know, went on, he actually went on to say, I don't know whether they're going to get the mindset right in the next couple of weeks or the next few months. Well, that's not good enough. Yeah, but the You're thing, the manager. See, You're the manager. see this, this is the other thing as well. Apart from... Well, did we have two players went to the World Cup? Anderson and Ayu. I think that's all we had, right? So, quite literally, our team have been together right away through the World Cup. So they had the, the, the week off before the World Cup, then the World Cup off. So they've they've had a, a mid-season break for the first time, and it looks like that we are. It looks like we've played forty games already. That's, that's what it looks like to me. The effort is just so so poor, and 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 again, it's down to it's down to mindset. I mean, you you know, look at Spurs; they've been absolutely rubbish, had a run of terrible results. Come and play us, score one goal, score four goals in seventeen minutes. It's just I I, I could never see us doing that. When was the last time we scored? Did we did anything like that? So, what's changed from last year? When we were in the be the beautiful FA Cup run, what's changed? The Apart midfield. from we haven't got Gallagher. No, no, it's, it's more than that. It's the midfield. You're quite right, Teresa. What's, what's changed, changed is the midfield massively. It's Gallagher. It's Gallagher. It's Gallagher. Okay. We should go back in for him. It's Macca. Okay, so right, let's let's do that first. Let's. Ian just said set raised point. Tim, do we go back in for Gallagher now? Well, he's not even cutting it up at Chelsea. He started today. He did. They got ten injuries. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And they lost and they lost four nil. Tim. He's getting slaughtered. We we need to do something. Um yes. I mean it's not just that the problem we've got is it's not just the midfield. Every line you could say we need extra players, but getting back to the era, I've been saying it for a few weeks now. Questions need to be asked because he's got what he's got, but it's his, his complete lack of, of the ability, it seems, to get a team up for to get a, a team up for a game there's no kind of urgency from him there's no kind of get at you know he, he's I, I think he shot his bolt basically I, I just don't think we've gone backwards you know we keep being told we've got great players we've got Elise we've got all these flair players we've got all these amazing players but the football we're playing is worse and, it, and it's the basic mistakes it's not even beaten by the better teams it's glaring mistakes in each and every game from multiple players that comes from mindset, that comes from concentration, and that comes from manager. Ian, you want to respond? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I agree that uh, the focus is now on PV, um, and it is for him to change it. Someone put a great quote on a great a quote I often use is if you do the same thing and get the same results, you know, you're going to expect, uh, sorry, you do the same thing time and time again, you're going to expect the same results. That's what we said about Hodgson. And maybe, but he's trying, he's trying, and it goes back to what Joe was saying, he's desperately hoping that our flair players are going to get that mindset. Well, they ain't at the minute. And the, the way you get them players to get the mindset is to give them a massive kick up the arse. 
not low, you know in a full sense of security that they're going to be on the the team sheet don't worry about it decor and schlapp will be behind you doing doing all your work for you um, yeah but surely what we need to be doing is route one straight up the middle yeah, but you can't do that it's very hard to do that with one player up front and that's what happens when we're playing four four flare players it's always with a single player up front which is why edward never gets a start because he's used to playing in a front two He's far yep. better in the front two. Mateta's far better in the front two. Mateta, they only play Mateta up front because he's lanky. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. We we do not have a con. It seems to me in, incomprehensible that we have a whole club that doesn't understand systems and players that we've got. Now, touching on, before I go full rant, touching on... Uh, Tim's thing about Patrick Vieira as well. I get I get that a lot of it is down to him to change, but also how much backing has he really had since he's been here, uh, as far as transfers are concerned? He's inherited a lot of players. Okay, we got rid of a lot, okay, and we brought players in, but how many were down to him anyway? But also there's still we've you've named seven or eight, seven, eight players that, that are dead wood. And it's the key is if we bring players in. They have to be Vieira's players. And then Vieira's box it painted himself into a corner. He has no get out. Right? But we've got to back him. As Chloe said earlier, we're one of the lowest spenders. We're trying to do everything on the cheap. We have an academy to allegedly bring players through. But where are they? I'd love to see Phillips. Phillips has been great. He's, at least he'll put a tackle in, in the middle of the park. You know, you want kids. Ebioe, he looks dynamite. He's at least direct and he will run at people. As Joe said earlier, Eze is currently getting the ball, at least he's currently getting the ball, running in, running into the corner, looking up, looking up, trying to do a flick and then knock it backwards. No one's actually driving it. I use the only one that drives into the box. There you go. I've said it. You know, so, there's, there's so many things, but it, it's it, I, for me, it's down to the board at the minute. So what do we think about the rumours about Danny Ings then? I'll take him. Is he going to fit? At least he can play one up front. Because he's used to playing one up front, and that's the difference between Mateta and Edward. They're not used to playing one up front as a sole striker, and is, he can make his own goals as well. He can hold the ball up. Joe, would you take Danny Ings? Nah, nah, just a plaster to, to try and cover a gash. Um, I just uh, we so where's is is a Dara is it a Dara Mola? You know the kid that played for us that came on and played a game and played really really well. Can play left back, left midfield. Attacking down the left hand side. Where's he gone? I mean, he was good enough to get a game. I, mean, might have, I don't know whether it was a cup game or whatever, but it was good enough to get a, good enough to get a game. And all of a sudden, we never see him again. The thing about it, I'm going to go back against Edward. So his first game last year was against Spurs. Came on, we won three 0 scored two goals. It's been a substitute ever since. I don't understand that. I literally don't understand that. Uh, I, I think there's, there's there's something there's there's a there's definitely a, a, a player a manager relationship uh, failure there because every time he comes on he scores goal. I mean he's muggy. He, he literally is muggy Vieira really. I mean muggy yesterday. And then what happens? Rather than just keep him on trying to get him to score another one, he, he subs him for Mateta. You know who, who can't really score. I, I like I, I like Mateta. I really do. But um, I, I mean and. and but I need to go on the midfield, Nick. I don't think I said to you, you know, I sent you a text the other day. I said, I've finally come to the point now where I don't think we can play Wilf, Eze, Elise together. 
I think they are too much of a luxury because Wolf chases back every now and then, but only when he's really pissed off. Eze never chases back. Elise never chases back. Schlup never chases back. Look at Schlup. Schlup is the jogger of our team. He's amazing. How on earth he's not been called out? I don't know where these vests. And then afterwards, on a Monday, the geezer, the geezer that does all the all the data goes up, just pulls him in the office and goes, you're absolutely shit, mate. What are you doing? Well, was, sorry, Joe. There was a stat. I meant to say this earlier. There was a stat on the Tottenham game saying that we were 20th in the league for average average distance covered in matches. Which That's what I'm saying. We, we are bottom on, on almost every single stat. We are We are near the bottom. If not, we are at the bottom. And that's that I don't understand. These are professional athletes, the guys that should be able to 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 run, sprint, cover, you know, whatever it is, eight, ten miles during ninety minutes or, or kilometers or whatever. I, I, I really don't know. I, the Vieira thing. I, I, I said to my mate yesterday, we had a big thing about it yesterday, and I just said, you know what? At the moment, and and it won't be long. Six games, like you've called it earlier, Nick. Either he walks or he'll be sacked. And we need to pray that Sean Dyche doesn't get a job between now and then. Because if Sean Dyche comes in, he will fight our players. And I think that's what we need. We've got some of these rude boys, and they're just going, no, I ain't doing this, I ain't doing that. And they go, come here, you. Because that's what happens in the training. They all fight each other. There's fights every day in training, all the time. And I think I think it, I just think he is just a big, rough, tough fella. And I I, I don't know whether Patrick is just so calm and and collected and trying to think about things. And but I I just think the club the club needs to that someone needs to come in and basically beat our club up from the top to the bottom because I I think we're going to I think in in a in a month I think we're going to be. The, 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 the stands will be toxic even more because the way we're playing at the moment, we are not getting anything against Newcastle. We're not definitely not getting anything against the massively resurgent Man United. We won't get anything against against the big clubs anymore. I'm telling you now, we we we've lost that. We've lost that. I don't know whatever it is the je ne sais quoi. Where I, 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 there's nothing about our club that at the moment it just seems to be on a downer and it's gone from obviously going from the pitch to the stands and you've got you've got fans fighting each other in the stands out the back you've got fans arguing with each other you got you know it's just it, it's it's not toxic a hundred percent but I'm telling you now six games time if we are can you can you see us but I'm not I'm just saying this it's a question to the to all the people in the field you see us beating Brighton at the moment? No way. Imagine no, that. No chance. Tim, your views on Sean Dyche. Would you take him? We need something like that. Because, I mean, this this, this is... I think he's a great... For clubs in our position, with, uh, with clubs with the kind of resources that we've got financially... I think he'd be a great fit. And this is where I this is the problem I have with Vieira. And it's exactly as Gel says. We can all see it. We can all see what the issue is with the flair players. We can see what's gone wrong. But he doesn't seem to be able to. Or if he if he can, he's choosing to do nothing about it. Now it's a very dangerous game if he's doing that on purpose 
to push that he needs more money spent. But it's not just under Vieira. You look, it comes back like Theresa said, it's the board. Even when Hodgson, for the four years that Hodgson was our manager, how little did the board spend? They didn't. The only time they spent is when Texter came in and we got, you know, Gay, Anderson, Elise said, which was great buys. But that's it in what, six, seven years that we really bought? You can't sustain a club like that. So ultimately, it comes back to the board. Did so we I, miss Mitchell I, yesterday? Second. Did we miss Tarek Mitchell yesterday? We'd be missing him for over a season. Yeah. He's not, but he's, he's, he's been very... He's, when he's, I was he's here last season, I said that he was going backwards. And I, I'm worried about him going backwards. You know, and... Um, and he's another Aaron Wan-Bissaka. He, he shone brightly. Talking um, of AWB, are we having him back? No, I don't want him back. He's, he's another lackadaisical player. So lazy. That's why he got dropped at Man United. He just he, he moonwalks backwards over there. At least he actually sprinted for us because he had 15,000 fans in his ear geeing him on. And that's what got him the move. And I feared that... I hope I'm wrong with Mitchell because I think Mitchell's a better defender without a, without a shadow of a doubt, a far better defender than AWB. Um, but we've got to stop going back to for old players. Uh, you know, we get uh, you know if Tim Tim's you know said said the right thing. The whole point of the academy is to move players on, get them in, blood them, let them let them uh, blossom, and then get move them on. But the, Tim's right, you know that that's not happening. That was part of PV's. Um, Remit, wasn't it, to bring kids through? It's not happening. But yeah. I feel the same way about bringing in Danny Ings. Why are we not scouting for younger, exciting players? Why are we not getting the young guys in? Why are we going for, oh, he's doing well at Aston Villa, so let's just get him in? You mean like the kid we bought from Derby and then loaned out? Yeah. Uh, or or Eber Ari. It's just, yeah. Joe, you're why is point. Ferguson still on their payroll? He won't, yeah, he won't, uh, his contract's up. He won't be. Made for yeah. life, though, isn't he? Yeah. From, from what I understand, that the the wages, the wage bill is is almost maxed out, um, and the only way that we are going to let's just say that, that we really, really badly need Gallagher. Right, really badly need a player like Gallagher. And Gallagher's going to cost us uh, maybe 30 million and 120 grand a week, at least 100,000 a week. So, straight away in that first year, I mean, most most teams now are going to skin, so they want paying up front. Um, I think we only do that if Wilf goes. Because the only way we can afford to pay wages like that is if we take one off the pay off the payroll and then give it to another. Um, and then you have to make a conscious conscious decision. Do you want the best player that we've ever had in our in club's entire history? Um replaced by, you know, I was a year, eighteen months ago, I was going, Yeah, get rid of him. Get rid of him, yeah, and then we've and then we've just been saying for years and years and years that if he don't go by a certain time, he's going to stay, and if he don't leave last year, he's going to stay, and if he don't leave this January, he's going to stay. You know what is Wilf worth to us? Is he worth a Gallagher? You know, and all and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I've got loads of mates that follow, that follow Chelsea, and they're like, he's crap. I want you, you can have him. 
whatever you give us, we will gen, we will take. He's only playing because they've got like ten or twelve players that are, you know, it's got some big long term injuries. That's the only reason he's playing. Chelsea just literally, unless you are a John Terry um, or a Mason Mount, you're not going to get game time. So they signed him up on a contract to stop him going on the cheap. Knowing yeah. that we'll come yeah. back in for him, essentially. Yeah, of course. But, least, but we can only afford him. We can only afford him if we'll if we'll find here or one of the yeah, no, one of the bigger and, owners. And I think Joe, you a lot of the players we've mentioned that are going to go as well at the end of the season. That there, a lot of them are the higher earners of the, of the club as well. So uh, actually, I'm going, to, Ian, I'm going to correct you on that. I'm, I'm, and if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in there. Okay, we know that we'll say a highest earner. Who's our second and who's our third? Highest earner in the club, guys, and you're not, no, none of them are on that list. Actually, uh, one you? Luca, yeah, correct. Are you? And, sorry, it's the goalkeeper. Wow, get rid. Mm, so, there's, there's I mean, if you remember the issue we had before getting rid of the highest earners, Benteke, um, center off from Liverpool. Sacco. 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 Okay, so yeah. we worked really hard to get all those down and we've replaced them on that sort of money. Okay, not quite as much as that, but with Milivojevic and Guaita. And that's what's stopping the club investing in new players. And so Milivojevic... Milivojevic's <laughs> contract is up uh, in June, so hopefully they'll be able to move him on. Where, where do we go, Gel? There is a there is another uh, another reason why we can't literally start doing a Chelsea and spending two hundred million quids because we have to pay for a for a brand new stand that isn't really going to benefit our club. I mean, it, you know, they go, oh yeah, we're going to make another fifteen million quid a year. I mean, just, you know, put, put the season tickets up by a third. You know what I mean? You say. Oh, it, it, I, I I don't get it. You know, we go to a Crystal Palace. It's there. We we can make loads of money if we if we move up there. But what we want to do is 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 just is building a dilapidated build a, a you know try and renovate a dilapidated stadium when we can really Whoa. take half the amount. Of, no, I love our stadium, but it is characterful. Yeah, but the, but the thing is. I don't, I don't know how we've passed the, the safety certificates because yeah. from what I heard a couple of years ago, the, 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 the Croydon Council didn't want to didn't want to renew the fire certificates for the main stands. So and we've got to spend like 150 to 200 million pounds on that stand when we could build a stadium for less than that. Oh, it'd be like Brighton. Yay. Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. We can't, we've got to get into the 21st century yeah. somehow. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, we need to earn money. Can we, can we just use plexiglass instead of real glass? That'll bring half of it down, won't it, Charlie? My my biggest concern at the moment is we're investing in the academy that's not bearing fruit. Uh, we're they, they have got the ring fence ring fence money. Okay, for the the stand. I wish they put all of that on the back burner. You know, they say that you need two players for every every position on the pitch. Well, quite frankly. At the moment, we haven't got the first eleven, let alone the backup eleven. And we, I've just read out the the list of players that are out of contract. Okay, they need replacing, and they need replacing in the summer yeah. window. End I, of, end I agree, but I mean, it, it, it is chicken and egg. Nodes was a famous one for saying this. You know, he's saying, "Well, 
you need to build the infrastructure before you build the team and then changed it to you need to be the build the team to bring the people in to build build the infrastructure you know it uh, only those that get bankrolled can do both at the same time and it and it's all and it always flips one season to the other if you if you're playing badly then it's the team that needs the money if you're playing well then it's this you know it's the infrastructure that needs the money if it's ring fence it's ring fence fine but going back to what we've been saying is that's whole point of putting 20 million pounds into that academy buying all this young talent where's scott banks you know all these players that were supposed to be you know all these other clubs were after haven't even been given a chance not been given a chance and then found not to be you know any good they're not even getting 10 bloody minutes yeah. it's crazy it's a travesty look parish pa parish said it in that recent interview potentially there may be one purchase but if there's going to be anything done it's loaned it's loan deals correct that, that, that says it all that, that they're hoping we don't go up. down they're hoping we stay up by the skin of our teeth so yes. they can get extra money and get get all those players and so we don't panic buy let's be honest but then even more reason to put pressure on pv to change the system and make us harder to beat because at the minute he won't be there, won't be there then Ian. If, they, if he doesn't get back in this window he won't be here even if we get four wins in the next four games okay yeah. he won't be here he will at this point all scenarios are possible and yeah and, we're and, at, and we're I, got, I got shunned at last week when i mentioned the fact that uh, the only reason patrick Vieira won't walk is because he's on a good contract okay he may be shoved before he get before he does walk. Cheryl, you wanted to make a point? Yeah, I'll just just quickly. Does anyone know when we've got Everton? The last, mm -hmm. the, the second. Have we second played one. Everton twice yet? We haven't, have we? We haven't played him out, no. have we? It's so Palace. It doesn't matter. I'd sooner not play. I'd sooner play Arsenal to be honest, because at least they will be up for it. And that we we're an odd team in that in that regard. We should be. We've got the quality to beat the majority, probably anyone other than the, the top eight teams. We should have a more than average chance of beating them. Yeah, the problem, problem you're pointing is we're playing those eight teams in the next few weeks. Yeah, but but then we may but then we may pick up and everyone's going, oh, it's all not so bad then after all. But then we'll play bottom of the table. You know that have got their, you know, have got the cleaner playing, and that the cleaner will score a hat trick against us because we're just stroking the ball around, thinking we can lord it. 26th of April. 26th of April. 22nd. So, so they're in the doo doo as well, aren't they? Everson at the moment. So, I think, I think that I, I really hope that they, because they're in the middle of like some 1.5 billion pounds rebuild of their brand new stadium, which is a really good YouTube watch, by the way. If you if you go on it, it looks amazing at the moment, and. I just can't see that we've got the heart to, to fight people like that when they've got so much to lose. I I, I really don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just on a bit of a downer at the moment. We've just we've everything to do with the club. You know, we've got no one coming out giving <coughs> you know, the chairman coming out and just like he used to. Do you know what I mean? He just doesn't. He just a little bit of social media and that's it. It's um. It's tough times at the moment being a Palace fan. Did you see Mark Callaghan's point just a but second ago? But it's always a hard time being a Palace fan, isn't it? That's why we're Palace fans. <laughs> Would you rather be a Brighton fan? Charlton fan? 
ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ
Uh, I'm going to come to you last, Joel, because I can't imagine what you're going to come up with. Lionsy, I'm coming to you first. Yeah. What are you going to ask me then? Positive. Oh, you just want me to come up with something positive. Yeah. Uh, well, there's 19 games left to the end of the season. Is that it? Well, I mean, um, can I come up with something positive? Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as we're all making out. Um, I think a positive is the fact that we had that heavy defeat with Tottenham uh, against Tottenham and also uh, gone out the cup. It should, you'd like to think it's going to shake the tree uh, and things things will maybe change at least. If it's not for the better, it's not for the better. But half of the time, you know, if you if you read between the lines of what we're all saying, it's, we want to see some changes. We want to see some reaction, whether it be from the players, whether it be from the board, whether it be from the manager. Um, and that hasn't happened yet. So that's, you know, but I, I'd like to think that it's going to happen. So that's a positive. You're on mute, Nick. Tim, give me a positive to end the show. <laughs> um, yeah. Survived another year, and it's good to get Joe and Ian back on the show. I couldn't, do you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. Theresa, one from you, and then Joe, I'm coming to you. Okay, I took my nieces yesterday to the football, and they still want season tickets. Oh, they want me to buy them season tickets. Good girls. You buy me one as well. Yeah, I'm made of money. <laughs> my brother, who's been a lifelong Chelsea fan, rocked up at Sellers Park yesterday with his daughter, Okay, both wearing Pally shirts. Don't ask me. I have no idea. Jill. What? Something positive. Um, something positive. Something positive. I've got a couple of days off next week. <sighs> yeah, the couple of days off. Who's going to Chelsea away? <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, right. My positive, and Tim's already nicked it, okay, is it's great to have both Jill and Ian back on the show. It's uh, something we're going to need to do more of during the season, boys. Okay. I'm sorry, Ian. I know you're semi retired. Tough shit. Okay. Uh, I call the tunes here, and you're coming back on more and more, please. We miss you. And we really do miss you. Um, Ladies and gentlemen out in Facebook, I know it's been a tough watch this evening and I make no excuses for that. It's something we needed to get off our chest, all of us, okay? Um, and I think it's, we've got a difficult few weeks. If we can come over, if we can get to the end of February and we're still clear of the relegation zone, that's got to be a positive with that run of fiction that we've got. Come on, we can do this. Sneak a couple of draws, maybe one of uh, Treasers, fluky wind, you never know, against Newcastle or Chelsea. You never know. We've done it, we've done it at Stanford Bridge before. I think Benteke and Zaha, okay. Done it twice at Man City. And we've done it twice at Man City, but we haven't got them in the next few weeks. So I know all, we need, all we need at Stamford Bridge are the fans to do nothing but woo Gallagher for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. one of our own, he's one of our own. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah he's one of our own. <laughs> yeah, and not fight each other, of course. That would be awesome. Yeah, not, not, not scare the natives with the flashbangs. Yeah, 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 that was funny. Oh, that one, that one in it uh, against uh, Fulham scared the absolute granny out of everyone. There was two, but one of them was super loud. <laughs> it was, it was right under the eaves. That was fantastic. Well, that's what we need. 
Maybe that maybe that'll kick that'll kickstart the team. Guys, Tim, Teresa, Jill, Ian, thank you for joining me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen out in Facebook land, uh, thank you for all your comments. I'm going to go back and sit here for the next hour and read every single one of them. Thank you for joining us. We will be back again, I believe it's next Monday, because uh, I'm not I'm not hosting. Ian is because I'm working on Sunday, I think, Sunday and Monday. But we'll be back sometime next week with another show, hopefully with three points in the bag, hopefully with a possible signing. You never know, something good might happen in there transfer window. I wouldn't hold your breath. But on behalf of myself and the entire Red and Blue Review team, take care. God bless. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good, Good night, night, all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, Happy Palace. Happy New Year. <laughs>